world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, uh, show format's going to be slightly different today. I'm going to be discussing some stuff that's of importance to all of us, and then the doctors are going to be discussing stuff that is extremely important to all of us. And uh, who, he just flew in from, where were you, Afghanistan, Bananistan, where, where were you, Kurdistan? Texas. Okay, Texas, I'm sorry. It's a whole other so, country. Sort of like that. Dr. John is in the house. Sort Not like the, that. I was in the right place, must have been a wrong time guy, oh, but different. Dr. Edine from Doctors for Responsible Gun Owners. Doc, welcome back again. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be here. We, we appreciate you being here. So before we get into it, you guys have a lot to talk about. And in the learning segment at the end, the doc is going to give you tips and resources on how to talk to a medical profession oh, when they ask you if you have firearms in the house. So you better stay tuned for the whole show for that. So a couple of things. Last week, I shamed the New Jersey GOP in a video. During the radio show, uh, <laughs> Doug Steinhardt contacted me numerous times. We had a discussion, and he, uh, he said it, he didn't find it flattering, the video I shot about the GOP, and I didn't apologize. But now he has agreed to meet with me because they put out a statement that they're going to start helping the gun owners in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, right. So let's listen. Let's see what happens. Uh, two nights ago, I was on a show called Operation Cold Front, uh, a YouTube show, which I'll be posting. These two guys, we have uh, two guys from Seattle that were liberals turned conservative that fight with Antifa. And these guys get urine thrown on them, milkshakes thrown on them, and everything. Uh, two warriors, and it's called Operation Cold Front, and you can Google it on YouTube, and my show will be posted by now. I want you to see that. The, the, the Senate passed two uh, gun bills, by the way. Uh, they passed the smart gun bill. Which is uh, yeah, which is BS. The dumb gun, you <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And um, what was the other bill? I can't re I can't remember now. Uh, it was I'm trying to think of what it is. Whatever it was, but the other bill Sweeney held, and him and Murphy are feuding big time publicly about this. Yeah. Murphy keeps holding pressers, shaming Murphy to sign these bills to make a safer, fairer New Jersey. Sweeney ain't doing it. Coughlin ain't doing it. Coughlin passed him through the assembly, but Sweeney's not passing him. Sweeney wants to be governor, and he's not going to pass him. So guess what? They're on hold right now. But on the 27th of this month, uh, Mothers for Responsible Gun Ownership or whatever are the other organizations, Moms Demand Action, they are going down to Trenton to get Sweeney and Murphy on board to put forth Ten more anti-gun bills. Oh my God! <clears throat> Non—it's a non-stop battle here. None of these bills would do anything uh, to affect the law-abiding citizen. 
So it's just a bunch of crap. Oh, the other bill, uh, the two bills they signed, I'm sorry. The other bill is that uh, gun ranges have to have suicide prevention, and they have to have suicide prevention uh, brochures and materials in their place. Well, Gun for Hire has been doing that for uh, seven years, thanks to, thanks to Dr. Gianni Pirelli, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, we have that. We've all had mental health first aid training, all of my employees and staff. So we're ahead of the curve. But now this is going to be state-mandated, and the attorney general is going to run it. So you know this is going to be a cluster poop, <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. We deal with the National Society for Prevention, uh, National Prevention, you know, Suicide Prevention. We deal with the National Society. They come right here. They give us training. They give us brochures and flyers and everything. And the NSSF, the National Shooting Sports uh, Foundation, has a uh, program in its infancy right now that we're a part of as well. So in typical government fashion, rather than contact the experts who yeah. are already doing it, yeah, like doing the, it. the National uh, the Society for Suicide Prevention or the NSSF, New Jersey's going to spend millions of dollars reinventing the wheel, hiring a staff and a committee and a subcommittee and a sub-subcommittee, and in five or six years we'll have some brochures to hand out, which we're doing already. Well, now, you know, this is the state that does their own background checks that take a week uh, for the instant background check, you know, to, to add on to the instant background check that doesn't take a week. By the way, great article in the Washington Post. Uh, the Washington Post had an article about uh, gun people. Um, why do gun? Why do gay people shy away from the Second Amendment and gun ownership? And it was written by Billy McLaughlin, who is the uh, social media director for the NRA, who grew up in New Jersey. I've met him a few times, and it's in the Washington Post, and it's an opinion. And he says, "I'm proudly gay and pro-gun, and it's a lonely position to be in." And uh, he talks about how he, when he was hired by the NRA, he was embraced by everybody. Nobody cares about that he's gay or not. And the only people that seem to care about him being gay are the uh, gay people because he owns guns. They're like, well, you can't be gay because you're a gun person. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're putting him in another, a tighter box. And it's funny because uh, one of the guys on uh, social media read the article who's a gay male and has a partner said that when him and his husband decided to buy a gun, they got tons of pushback from their gay friends about them buying guns, but not one ounce of pushback from gun people about them being gay. Yeah, it's very true. Okay, because we don't care, right, Doc? Do we care? Nope. I don't care. We've talked about this a million times, beating a dead horse. But I want to commend Billy for coming out, so to speak, and have writing an article like this, and the Washington Post handling it like and, and publishing it. I can't believe it. Almost every comment in the Washington Post, like thousands of them, were all negative, because course, obviously yeah. it's the Washington Post. But Billy... You're my hero, bro. You're an effing rock star. Thank you for getting that article out. Last thing I want to talk about right now before you guys get into this important subject is, so now in New Jersey, you can go to over 700 locations, CVSs, Rite Aids, all kinds of places, and get all the free Narcan you want. So that if somebody overdoses, you can save their life so that maybe they can be revived and shoot the person that saved them you or whatever it may Narcan? be. free Narcan? It's free Narcan. The state pays for it, which means the taxpayers pay for it. But yet I ask you guys, why aren't EpiPens free and why isn't insulin, insulin free for yeah. people who were born diabetic that we can't say, well, they're diabetic because they're fat? Because I've read all of these arguments 
online. Well, you know, uh, being a junkie's a choice, being a diabetic's a choice. This, what about an allergy, though? EpiPens. I have people tell me they can't sure. come to the range because they have two kids with allergies. They have to keep EpiPens at the school, EpiPens at the house, EpiPens in the car, and insurance only covers two years. And they have to pay for the rest of them. People that are diabetic, they can't afford the insulin. All right? But why are why is Narcan free? Can either of you guys chime in and give me your professional opinion? Because I posted on all the social media that everybody should go pick up the free Narcan and then throw it out. Yes, Doc. Can you say anything or no? Neither one of you? No. I'm, I, I think that the reason it's free is, is to um, make society without any responsibility. Yes. That's a good. It's the, a good. it's the it's basically, let's all give out Narcan so all the people who are addicted to narcotics um, can do that freely and have not have to worry. Have taken Narcan it too? Yeah. You know? I had uh, customers, John and Luke Warbeck, uh-huh. on his seventeenth birthday, they were killed yeah. by a junkie who fell asleep or overdosed and and decapitated them. Two years earlier, he overdosed <coughs> and they Narcaned him. And he got to live another day to kill two innocent people, a 50-year-old man and a 17-year-old son. And when the cops came to the scene for a second accident, they Narcaned him, and he's alive, and he's in prison right now, and he's asking for special treatment and stuff because he says there was probably fentanyl in his heroin, and it's not his fault that he killed the two people. It's the fentanyl's fault because it's never anybody's fault. So innocent people die. Listen, I... Addiction runs in my family. I've seen people die. I've seen heartbreak. I've seen my parents go through a lot of stuff with my brother with gambling addictions, which is not much different than it. But you know what? You have to have some personal responsibility. You can't just keep overdosing, killing people, being brought back to life, and doing it again and again. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. We just had a a fireman that was shot. There was a guy who overdosed on a bus. They Narcaned him. The cops went to search him. He pulled his gun out of his waistband. He started firing. He injured two cops, and he killed the fireman that administered the Narcan. Shot him in the chest. Dead. Should have let him die. That's my opinion on that. Like you said, no responsibility. We just give it away. But why can't we give out free EpiPens? Free means taxpayer pays for it, right? Right. I would pay towards taxes to subsidize people who need insulin. I would pay towards taxes for people who need EpiPens. Where EpiPens should be like an AED machine, maybe. I don't know if there's different ones and different, you know, percentages or whatever. Are they all different EpiPens? No, they're pretty much the same. I mean, why don't we have EpiPens, you know... For emergency, in case of emergency, break glass because Doc ate the shellfish. He ate the blowfish, and he shouldn't eat the, yeah. the, the, the poisonous <laughs> blowfish. I don't know if the blowfish. Uh, I just, I just don't it. understand. It, we're, we're like Sodom and Gomorrah now. Yeah, we I are. mean, this is what our society has, co- has yeah. come down to. Nobody has any responsibility for their <laughs> actions. Tough shit. The world is upside down. It is upside it is. down, and I'm fed up. We're allowing... Ju- Did you know when, the, when when they release a drug addict from prison in New Jersey, they give them Narcan. They <laughs> give them Narcan are to you, keep with wait, them and their family. Are you serious? Brought to you by Big Pharma. Brought to, brought to you by uh, the American taxpayers, New yeah. Jersey taxpayers. When you're released from prison, if you're a drug addict, they give you a Narcan. Well, shouldn't you be, you know, already weaned off of the drugs? Yeah, but they know that. What's the first thing they're going to do when they get out of prison? Yeah, go find them. Uh, they're going to go supply. get high. Okay. And the minute Problem they, solved. And then if they, you're right. Like I said, we should intercept the drug system and poison it. 
Okay? Sorry. Well, I don't believe in the electric chair, guys. I believe in the electric bleachers. They, yeah. 30 at a time. No waiting. Sadly, the American government did that during Prohibition with liquor. With, I know, well, let's yeah. do it with drugs. Let's do it with drugs. Listen, we can do a warning for six months. Get I'm your shit that. together, because January 1st, we're going to start intercepting the drug stream, and we're going to start poisoning it. You have, <laughs> it's like we drop leaflets over Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We'll <laughs> let them know ahead of time. Said, okay? Who, who gave him... No, seriously, free needles, place. free Narcan, free methadone, free this, mm. free that. We pay for it. Yes. And then we pay for it with our lives when they kill us. We pay for it also in the drug rehab programs, and we pay for it in lost wages. We pay for it in, in, in accidents. We pay for it in hospital administra- uh, hospital admissions. So what would it yeah, cost crime. to poison it? Crime. Crime. I crime. Mean, yeah. you know, how, much, how much of the violence that we see on the city streets... No. And big cities Almost are due 100%. to drugs. Almost 100%. Yeah. You know, it's drugs, and it's, it's drug-supplying gangs. Right. It's, it's, the, it's the distribution system, and it's also uh, people going out to, to rob to get the money right. to buy the drugs. Right. So, so l- let's legalize both. more of it. So yeah. what would it cost to take fentanyl or whatever it is and start intercepting it and poison it all? You know what? Give them the best <laughs> high of their life. But it'll be their last high. All right, you go out with a hurrah. Okay, (laughs) it'll be a beautiful thing. Sorry, but not sorry. It's hit too close to home too much for me, and I don't want to hear it anymore. All right. Listen, I know it's hard to beat. I'm I'm a food addict. I was overweight 53 years of my 58 years on this earth. I know what it's like to fight any addiction, just like gambling and drugs and alcohol. It's it's all it's all the same. All right. I understand that. But you know what? I made a change. I did it. But you know what? A lot of these junkies, if they die, their families would finally get a break. Their yeah. families would finally be able to relax and maybe enjoy their lives instead yeah. of worrying 24-7. When that junkie went to court for killing John and Luke Warbeck, you should have saw what his mother looked like. It wasn't stress from one week from him killing two innocent yeah. people. Yeah. It was stress from 23 years yeah. of worrying about him. He was driving her car, <laughs> her oh. minivan. Why was he driving her car? Because she knew if she didn't give him the car to go buy the drugs... He would have gotten a car. He would have stole a car. Whatever. I, I told the story before, Doc. We had a woman. They busted a woman on the Belleville North border, 60 years old, buying drugs for her daughter. And they asked her why. And you know what she told them? She says, well, if my daughter comes down here, the, the drug addicts make her perform sexual acts on them for the drugs. So I come down here and buy it for her so she doesn't get raped. Okay? Now, that's heartbreaking when you think about it. But you don't think that mom would finally get some relaxation if the daughter would just slip away if she couldn't rehabilitate herself sorry but that's how i feel so with that that's my rant i'm pissed off i can't believe we've allowed our society to get to this point free everything done with it i'm done with it so you guys have uh, this whole doctor thing going on and i don't even know why i'm talking to you anymore sandy go ahead <laughs> <laughs> this is a weekly thing. I'm so done. Uh, this, this, is, this is why we love Anthony. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Let me finish up because we have this okay. segment. There's a lot of shit going on at the NRA. Have faith. It's a cleansing. It's a process. Can't tell you a lot because of the lawsuit with New York State with beautiful Letitia James that's trying to take the charter away from the NRA and uh, basically put us in receivership. I can't talk about that. Is there some palace intrigue going on? Hell yes. Will it all come out into the sunlight? Yes. Will it all be fixed and corrected? Yes. 
I don't know everything, but I do know that we're still on the right track. The NRA has money. We're backing huge lawsuits. We're backing the right candidates. We have to stay the course because we have to back Trump because Trump has to win in 2020. We have to fill 350 to 400 more lower judge positions. We have to get Ruth Bader Ginsburg zip lining or something so she will retire. Okay, so that we can replace her on the Supreme Court because the only thing that Bloomberg has not purchased yet is the, the Supreme Court yeah, right. and the presidency. Yeah. That's all we have left. So have faith in the NRA, please. This will all self correct. Every business, every corporation has palace intrigue and fiefdoms and backbiting. Doc, would you agree? Hospitals the same Absolutely. way? Okay. The problem we have now is the Bloomberg and the Trace News and all of these liberal things, they're hammering away at it. Mm -hmm. Every day they're hammering away at it because they want to win you all over. Do not give up the fight. We still need the NRA, and the NRA needs us guys and girls out there. Please hang in there. It will all come out to light. With the lawsuit in New York State, everything will be public knowledge. You will see that 95% of it was fluff, and you will see that only 5% was, you know, a, a screw-up, a mistake, an oversight or whatever, but minuscule. Please believe me and have faith. Do not believe the detractors out there. You do not believe the fake media all the time with everything else, but we believe the fake media when it comes to attacking the NRA. They do not want Trump to win. They do not want Ginsburg replaced with Amy Conan Barrett. That is what it's all about. The NRA spent $90 million in 2016, $35 million alone on the Trump campaign, a $60 million or so on all lower elections and Kavanaugh who else is going to spend that kind of money don't give me the shit disband the NRA this that and the other thing all of our concealed carry lawsuits that are going on right now who put them there who queued them up who placed them there do not give up faith do not listen to the naysayers please I'm done before you are done I'm done <laughs> Doc's texting what what <laughs> I'm actually lo looking up somebody's name, so I'll make sure we what, pronounce it right. What uh, what happened with the uh, smart gun thing? Oh, smart gun passed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, smart gun passed. So every dealer has to have a smart gun uh, for as, sale. As part of their... Yeah, doesn't mean you have to buy it. But, but, every the, but the dealer has to bear the expense yes. of buying an item that no one will want. Correct. Huh. Correct. Correct. That's how capitalism. Oh no, that's not. That's how government works. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, but we can get free Narcan. Yes. Okay. Well, all right. Yes. Well, yes. This, that's this, good. This light at the end. Yes. That's right. right. So that's that's the deal. That's the deal. So what's going on with you guys? How much time do we have left? In I this segment, we have about a minute. Oh my God! Yeah. So don't forget about my guy. What's what's his name up there? The the, the gun range in Pennsylvania. What's that name? <laughs> Shooters Gauntlet. Shootersgauntlet.com. Check out Bob Ramo. Shootersgauntlet.com. You can zip line and shoot at shootersgauntlet.com. He has here a, comes the hate man. I don't care. He has a fifteen hundred yard outdoor range. So check out shootersgauntlet.com. He's, he's never been west of Bayonne. So Where's you Bayonne? To, you have to pardon him. Where's Bayonne? <laughs> Wait a minute. Bayonne's west? Right. Yeah. You, you think out, when you say out west, you think they're talking about West Orange. I, so, I've been around. <laughs> yes, you have. Just 
I, I've, been, I've been around. I guess I Doc, know. where are you in Texas? San Antonio. Oh, that's beautiful. My brother was in Houston, the land of humidity and torrential. <laughs> I t- the first time I went to Houston, I, I said this before. I'm like, what are those? What are those like viaducts on the side of the highway? Like, do they run cars down there or something? Then they got caught in a rainstorm. I was like, holy shit! Those things fell right up. Yeah, it's like There's LA. Fourteen too. feet of water on the right side of the highway. And smart cars are driving right by it, and the water's like cresting, you and know, it ha- blowing around. It just happens like, boom. I never saw anything yeah, like that before. Incredible. But the humidity is horrible. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah. San Antonio is about 160 miles from the coast, so it's not yeah. quite so I, bad. I love San Antonio, yeah. actually. I've been there twice. I'm going to be there. I th- oh, no, I'm going to be in Fort Worth, Texas for uh, an NRA thing in September, by the way. Fort Worth. NRA thing in September? Oh. I'm getting a nod. Shooting school. Shooting school. <laughs> I'm going to be learning, people. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. And we're back, and uh, we uh, this uh, segment is sponsored by Doctors for Responsible Gun Owners. Check out, it's dot what? Dot 
drgo.us. 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 Go on to their uh, website, check them out, support them. Words of encouragement if they're looking for do you take donations. Sure, we'll take anything. We'll we'll join. Take anything. We want people to, to join up. That's even better. You don't have to join be a doctor. Up, yeah. Join up. I have an old stethoscope that I used to use when I used you're to play donate doctor it? when I was a kid. That was a different uh, kind of doctor. Yeah, well, I you know, qualify then. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to donate Amateur gynecologist. <laughs> In many states, you are actually qualified. So we have a Gun for Hire alumni and listener. Uh, what's George's last name? I'm looking for it right now. Olszewski, I think it is. George. Yeah. Uh, I got to pronounce it. Yeah. George Alshuski, registered nurse, okay? And he sent this to us a few weeks ago, and I sent mm. this to Dr. Dean and uh, Sandy, and they've been going back and forth with George, and uh, these guys are going to talk about this uh, f- on the record about nurses, EMTs, et cetera, et cetera. So, Doc, I think you should take over because Sandy's pissing me off. Nice. Okay. Yes. Well, anyway, George not only contacted you, but he also contacted DRGO. Excellent. And so he's, he sent this uh, uh, emergency nurses association position statement. And George is an emergency nurse. Mm-hmm. So this is his organization. And he took one look at it and he says, somebody's got to say something about this. And so basically what they're talking about is their, their position on firearm safety and injury prevention. Um, if we could, we would be using air quotes. That's right. Um, and, and, of course, the first thing that they talk about is the over 30,000 deaths per year <laughs> since 2005 from firearms. That have been going down, and most of them are suicides. Right. Two-thirds of them are suicides, and, and frankly, the numbers are looking like the suicides are actually going up, and the murders and the are, going, are down. going down. Yep. Okay, so, th- so suicide is becoming a bigger problem. Um, Which speaks not to firearms, but speaks to society today and, and, and the exactly what we were talking about before, the lack of personal responsibility. 24-hour news su- cycle. 24-hour news cycle, the, 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 the constant bashing of what was considered normal but is now upside down. Yeah. And not only that, but the, the, um, they, they blame the lack of laws that prevent unlawful <laughs> purchasers and violent offenders from accessing firearms. Because they have no idea. Right. Yeah, I mean, they exactly. are totally right. naive to the fact that no laws will stop any kind of a violent offender. Right. You know, and so... And the last thing we need is more laws on the books. Yeah, we're starting off with guns being the problem right. and, rather than right. criminal offenders being the problem. And, of course, you know, the, the whole public health system is geared that way. Yes, has been, because yeah. it's all political. And so do you think they're going to find the answer... If they think that the, the, the problem is guns and right. not criminals, right. they won't. Which so is they can do all the research in the world, and they're never going to find right. the answer because their premise is wrong to start. It's always been our contention. If, right. you, you know, if, if you ask the wrong questions, you're constantly going to get led astray. Right. And if you want to put science behind that, and I'm using air quotes when I say science, in some of these, re- in some of these reports, and it, it is more politically driven than anything else. It always has been, especially with public health. has always been politically driven. And like you say, John, it's, it's the biggest problem is, is that when you start f- focusing first on the firearm and the gun or the tool or whatever, whatever these guys want to call it, we're going to miss the real cause. That's we're right. going to con- yep. constantly miss the real cause. And we do not have, but again... It's not like that's what they're looking for. Right. 
Right. They're and not looking to prevent it. And then they're, they're lamenting the fact that there's a scarcity of data and research into firearms-related violence, and they blame the defunding of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention by Congress in 1996 for the lack of research into firearms injuries. But what they don't tell us is that the reason that the CDC was defunded was because they were doing biased bogus. advocacy <laughs> research. Yeah, it was all bogus research. And the other thing is they that... still quote. That's right. And... Who was responsible for getting rid of it? Doctors for responsible gun ownership. Okay, we our founders yep. testified in front of the Appropriations Committee right. and explained to them the type of biases that that were coming out of the, the CDC and that they were doing gun control, quote unquote, again research. Right. Basically, what they were saying was, we want this outcome. Let's figure out a way to fudge yes. the data yes. to get what we want. Yes. State okay. the outcome and then back into the data. And so. And so, is there money for, for uh, violence research? Of course there is. Uh, Bloomberg School of Public Health. Right. That guy's got unlimited pockets. Unfortunately, all of his research yeah. is very similar. It's the, it's the yes. biased anti-2A research. Sure. Okay. Um, in California, the state of California set up Garen Wintemute with $5 million to establish his violence prevention research program at the University of California in uh, Davis in Sacramento. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Garen Wintermute is the guy that came up with the term Ring of Fire, right, with all the Saturday night specials and all that right. kind of stuff. Yep, yep. Right. That's Garen Wintermute, okay? So, not biased at He's all. He's not biased at all, yeah. okay? And then, oh, wait a second. We're in New Jersey, right? Oh, yeah, Yeah, well, the state of New Jersey has established a $2 million fund for Rutgers University. Yep. Hmm. For for again research into into violence, not biased at all. But no. the only good thing is that it's a multidisciplinary program, so they actually oh. have criminologists. Right now, the question is, how are they going to how are they going to come up with good data, right. knowing who's funding them? Right, and we know the biases in the state of New Jersey when it comes to the Second Amendment. And certainly, the Second Amendment doesn't exist in this state. Nope, it's not in our Constitution. And, and nope. because if you take a look at the way things are funded, everything is about the funding and refunding of the pro program. So if it's politically driven, or if you, God forbid, you should come up with data that does not support their pre-drawn conclusion, you won't get funded again. And every single scientist who is on this commission, uh, all they care about is where they're going to be working next year. So they're going to deliver exactly the data Correct. that they have been charged to do. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they, they talk about there's been no data when it comes to this kind of stuff. But then, you know, we, we remember uh, Gary Kleck and Mark Gertz's <laughs> yeah, landmark Kleck. study. Yeah. You know, that, that said that there was somewhere between 2.1 and 2.4 million defense and gun uses a year. And they all poo-pooed it. But in the background, the CDC actually repeated that study in 1996, 1997, and 1998, and confirmed it. Yes. Okay? Did we ever hear about any of that? No. No. They no. buried it until Gary yeah. Kleck was looking through old questionnaires and found them, and found the study, <laughs> yeah. and then right. he... He published the, the, the information. He, you know, let the cat out of the bag. Right. So how can we, we trust the CDC to do the right thing when we know that their bias is so ingrained? It's, it's part of that, you know, it, it's, it's part of that deep state that has been there forever. And, and again, it's, it's not about, I don't think there's a, 
I don't know if there's a political bias or just a bias towards saving your own ass and covering your own ass that usually comes up in these in, in, with bureaucrats. Bureaucrats are bureaucrats are bureaucrats. Oh, they absolutely. Don't, that's all they really care about. Correct. I, you know, it's Washington is the self-licking ice cream cone. It, it, it's just, it, it's never going to change. Yeah, and as long as kind of the, the deep state yes. is in charge... Yes. It's, and the it's a money will generator. Be in charge, right? Right. It's, uh, because it's both sides of the aisle, and and it's just the way it is. And right. it's, a, it's a deep pockets game. Uh, you know, even during the Obama down economy, you know, where you know the recovery summer, I couldn't take any more of that. Um, you, the only place you could, if you lived in D.C., you were completely isolated from that because there were crane building cranes everywhere, booming economy because it's all that giant cash cow right i mean it's the taxpayer dollars funneling into dc expanding government and you know this this kind of stuff is is typical for what the government does yes exactly you know uh it's also interesting that you know the this position statement doesn't mention anything about oh economist john lott's work yeah Mm -hmm. at at the crime prevention research center it's uh, kind of missing out of here yeah Mm -hmm. and and what about you know oh uh, gary mauser and don cates Mm -hmm. and all these other guys who have been publishing stuff for years about about second amendment and you know and and criminal you know all these criminologists none of none of these paper you know none of their these references have anything to do with criminologists it's all Medical folks and you know, but now who reads this newsletter? All doctor, all nurses. This is EFT, the this is the, get that? this is from the yeah the emergency nurses association. So this is all the emergency room nurses. They're all part of this association. This is their position statement of their organization. So, and, and not obviously not all of the nurses believe this. But this is them telling you how you should be thinking. That's right. Correct. So people that are on the fence or people that are uneducated, if this right. is their only yeah. resource, that's it. We're going to lose them. We have to tr- claw them back if we want. Because all they're going to hear I is this I don't know if you can claw them back because this is a very powerful organization for them. Yeah, it's it's like the AMA for doctors. Right. Correct. It's the it's Which the is also ENA. the same position, the right. AMA. Right, right. And, 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 yeah. it reflects, and it probably reflects a lot of, a lot of these... Uh, you know, medical organizations, and that I'd have to they, say the they all majority. echo the same things. Yeah. You know, they want they yeah. want uh, you know their solutions are you know uh, universal background checks and you know right. assault weapons bans and what, whatever uh, the talking yeah whatever are. whatever because it is, you know. again you're talking about blatant ignorance. We have no idea. <laughs> If you see what you're, with the average nurse or physician is bombarded with, as far as information in in, in the, any day of the week, do you think we have time to think about this? No. And and that's what exactly what the other side knows, wants, and controls. So, you know, it's almost like we're, you know, to use your expression, it's pulling a mule up a ladder. Yep. What else you got in there, Doc? Yeah, well, anyway. Um, Sandy's not contributing a lot. I'm a little upset. <laughs> I thought he was a doctor. I need to see your credentials. <laughs> it's been a while for him. Shut up. Just shut up. I need just, to see his credentials. Just, uh, look, so, go anyway, soak your nose. Here's, here's another thing that, that um, you know, Absolute John Lott thoughts. has actually demonstrated that there's more firearm-related violence research going on now than yes, ever. Absolutely true. And that what the, what the left does 
is they say, well, the percentage of the overall medical research reflected by violence research is gone down. But that's because medical research has exploded as <laughs> in, as general term. You know, so, so the percentage of firearms related has gone down. Right. Because we're researching it, cancer, it, tuberculosis, cancer stuff, exactly. other stuff. And yeah. So that's that's extrapolated ninety fold and right. but right. so it makes it look so, boy, I'll tell you what a, it's it's a shame. You know, what you're what you're doing what you're reading here feeding all of this leftist stuff that comes out, anti gun stuff, it's no different than the attacks that's going on with the NRA. I need people to wake up, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, again there is internal strife but it's the same thing here with, with the AMA with the with the emergency room nurses and everybody so every so you have a bunch of people at the top that's Bloomberg funded that's you know Joyce Foundation funded that's funded by Soros or whatever and it's just change the narrative get it out there shove it down their throats mm -hmm. shove it down their throats so that everybody's in lockstep thinking the same way what else doc I'm yeah, sorry absolutely. I have a rant always so. follow the no, money yeah, always it is so uh, and then the the next thing that they talk about, or they say that uh, you know emergency nurses are in a unique position to screen to screen suicidal and homicidal patients during encounters, and they are often able to act and intervene. Uh, and the thing is, they sh they need to be sensitive to the privacy of patients with mental illness. Mm -hmm. And they which uh, all medical professionals need to be right. And also now with the advent of electronic medical records, mm. the data is out there. Um, being sold by the IRS. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and there's a uh, here's a shiny example. In uh, 19 or 2017, rather, a uh, Vietnam veteran named Don Hall was sitting in the living room with his with his uh, girlfriend when the the sheriff pulls up in his driveway at nine o'clock at night, knocks on the door. He goes, "We have a, a piece of paper here that says we need to confiscate your firearms. That you've been you've been found mentally defective." And he's like, well, I haven't even been to the hospital, and I've never been for a mental illness thing. The last thing was a GI thing or something or other. says, what's going on? So they take his guns, and he calls the attorney, and the attorney says, well, you need to go to all the local hospitals and, and find out, you know, get, get documentation that you have not been hospitalized there. And one of the hospitals, when he gave him, gave him his name, they, they were confirming his identity. They gave him a social security number that wasn't his social security uh. number. And it turns out that, that another person with his same name was the one that was, was admitted for a psychiatric problem, but they came and took his stuff. So he had to spend time, effort, money, money to, get his, to get his rights restored. And this is all under the New York SAFE Act. Mm. So you have to understand that, that any time that there's a person that has an encounter with a health care mm -hmm. profession... They are, their rights are at risk, especially if it has anything to do with mental health, right. especially in states that are, are hostile to the Second Amendment. Which is about eight of us. Yeah, I mean September first. Well, our it's red the coast. It's on the yeah, coasts. The you know? elites. Yeah. Our September first, our red flag law takes effect. Doc, yeah. In New Jersey, and that and that's yeah. right. that whole thing is you know, that's that, that's a, a cluster. That's a gun right. pointed at every gun owner's head. Oh, yes. absolutely. Sure. You know, and it's on purpose. Yes. yes, of course it's on purpose. And it's totally unconstitutional. How yeah. many rights are being vi You know, how many constitutional enumerated rights are being violated by those? Right. You know, right? I mean, it's not just one. It's not. It's like three or four yeah, different, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, enumerated rights. No yeah. more due process. Yeah, no, no constitution. Due process. Yeah, yeah. No exactly due why are the framers of this country wrote a constitution? Red flag laws are the exact opposite. Right. Yeah.
Exactly. And our politicians, right. they don't give a shit. Yeah, Man. I mean, fortunately, they didn't talk about red flag laws in this yeah. thing. They will. But that's the only thing when, they haven't when, talked when about. When was this published? That's, that's when was this week. published? Uh, this uh, was published not too long ago, in the last two, yeah, this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, wait till next year's. Yeah, yeah. well, next they do it every we'll three have, or four years, it yeah, looks the, like. The next on one will be, will be 18 yeah. chapters on red flag. Yeah, but but they do talk about safe firearm storage. That's another thing yeah, that they talk keep about. Keep going, Doc, I'm yeah, learning. So, so they, they want you to either lock your firearms in a safe or with a trigger or cable lock that passes through the firearms chamber or barrel. Or both. Because yeah. they said that's been shown to decrease not only deaths from accidental discharge among children, but also suicide among both adolescents and adults. All right, but so stop. Yeah. So Project Child Safe is almost 20 years old now. The NSSF, every firearm that's sold mm -hmm. has a trigger lock, right. a cable lock or a trigger right. lock. Every police department gets cases of those locks for free that they give out if people ask for them under Project Child Safe. The police department has so many, they give me cases, because I have people, when they come in, will ask them, do you have a trigger lock? No, I lost it. Here, here's one. Or we've had to drill them or cut cables off because people forget their key when they bring their gun in. So we're doing that already. Right. But And they're talking about that we need to do it. Right. Ex exactly right. And um, so they also advocate for child access prevention laws. And, of course, most states have that. Right. That's already, that's already a law in, in most states. Um, in New Jersey, guys, when you buy a gun, you have to sign a piece of paper that is unlawful to leave a firearm um, accessible to an unauthorized person, ex including minors, and it's a, 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 a felony. And you have to sign every time you pick yeah. up a gun in New Jersey. You're reminded of that. Everything's a felony yes. well, well, yeah, in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah, well, if it's much, fun, yeah. it's, it's illegal. Yeah. <clears throat> so... You know, in a country of over 300 million people, okay, how many accidental deaths are there yearly, would you say? Any idea? 5,000. No. 500. Oh, my God. Okay. So we're, 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 they're going through all this thing for uh, 500 people. Now, each death is a tragedy. Of course. But how many people get their doors kicked in in the middle of the night and cannot access their firearms because they're locked up? That's... You know, and and who's responsible right. if they follow the advice? And how about swing swimming pool accidents? Is more than 500. Oh yeah, absolutely. And automobiles and a whole of the other stuff. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal 
with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We used marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. And my buddy Grant from Scott Shot Training down in Central Jersey wants everybody to know that July 20th is National Train the Teacher Day. It's nationaltraintheteacherday.com. Go on that website. They're offering all kinds of classes. He wants other people to do it. Grant is a great guy. He owns Scott Shot Training, uh, Gun for Hire alumni from 100 years ago. And uh, their organization is really good, and he really has been an advocate for this. So check out nationaltraintheteacherday.com. What is and that? Tell Grant I said hello. It's to get te teachers uh, first aid training, firearms training, oh, okay. taser training, pepper spray, situational awareness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's uh, it's free. And uh, he, it's, it's, it's his baby, and I think it's a really great idea. If he could get some press behind it, it would be a stupendous Even better. idea. Yeah, absolutely. But you're not going to get any press behind it. So, yeah. right, so exactly. the doc was saying 500 people mm -hmm. a year, which is 500 too many, but 500 accidental deaths. I would bet it's more than 500 people die text messaging and walking into manhole covers or walking in front of buses or cabs every year. Well, with the new the ICD codes, we will be able to tell. And and what they tripped over and what they were wearing when they tripped over, or it. if they were bitten by a or shark, or if they were bitten by a shark, yes. <laughs> this code's well, ridiculous. What color shark it is? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What's it like? Ten thousand codes. Mm. Well, they expanded the, it. The book is that thick. It's <laughs> yeah, they, um, three <laughs> inches. They expanded it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah the <laughs> book is three inches thick. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it's out of control, and oh. it was all really for this whole purpose too. If you if you take a look at it and and what what bothers me sometimes to get off point just a little bit is the fact that f uh, many physicians were uh, in favor of this thing again because of ignorance when, when you're when you now now they're seeing what happens when when patients are complaining that all I ever see is my doctor's back because the, he or she is typing out constant yep. filling out ridiculous volumes of information and every pill you've ever had uh, every complaint you've ever had every discussion you've ever had is now known by the Internal Revenue Service 
Isn't that great? Thank you, Absolutely. Mr. All I say is, thank God for voice recognition technology is all I can say. (laughs) Because I'm not much of a typist. (laughs) And if I didn't have my voice recognition, and you know, (laughs) I I would, I would never get done. No, no, never get done. You'd be home at two in the morning. Yeah. So, so, Doc, we don't have the AMA statement, but I would imagine it's probably similar to this, but supersized, right? Yeah, I would, I would think so. I mean, they. Right. I yeah. think that they, they, they feed off of each other. They, they, some looks, of the references like here are from the American College of Surgeons, yeah. and some of them are not as hardcore. Right. One of the guys that's on that committee is actually in San Antonio, and he runs the trauma service uh, at the University of Texas in San Antonio. Uh, and so I've read some of that stuff, and it's not as... Not as bad as no, that. I not saw as bad Doctors as for Responsible Gun Owners is referenced in there, yeah, too, huh? Yeah, and in fact, it's, it's what do you do when the doctor asks you about your if you own guns? So and we'll talk about that, that later. What, what, no, this is the last segment. Oh, this is the last yeah, segment? Yeah, but we have time. This is a long segment. Okay. So, yeah, Sandy changed it to three segments because one day he got sanded in his vagina, and he said he didn't like the number four anymore, so now it's three. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, free? That's how many licks to get to the center of a put- Tootsie Pop tootsie. drop, too. That's three. So <laughs> okay. go ahead. So after the safe stories, they're talking about intimate partner violence. Okay, and uh, of course, there are laws that prohibit those with restraining orders and have domestic violence convictions Uh. from purchasing firearms from licensed dealers. However, the focus on the firearm does not make the violent partner any any uh, less violent (laughs) and any less dangerous. Well, even I could figure that out. Right. And right? of course, he'll kill her with a chair leg. Yeah, doesn't right. really matter, doesn't right? Really, but why a chair and in leg? fact, about seventy-five percent of the murders of abused women happen after they've left the abuser. Yes. So once they've left, yes. now they're a target. Right. Yeah, because when they're there, they're still the punching bag, and it's that you know relationship that you know feeds off of each other or whatever. But now when the person leaves, that the, the finale is there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. If I can't have her, nobody can have her. Right. But that's all right. In states like New Jersey, we give women a restraining order, right, to hit him with, and, and that will protect Show it to her. Him. Just hold right. it up. Yeah. But you know, and, and so Save they would them. argue that being armed within the same household is unsafe. But it's not arguable that anyone could protect themselves better after leaving than being armed. Yeah. And, of course, we have the example of Carol Bound. Correct. Right. You know, and Carol hundreds Bound's of examples. Tragedy Absolutely. that maybe not every – most people in New Jersey probably know about, but maybe not people around the country. I don't even think that people – because it was kept out of the press as – it was like a, a full-on killer. She finally left them. She got a restraining order. She applied for a permit to purchase because mm-hmm. she wanted to buy a gun for self-protection. The law says 30 days it's considered issued. 36 days later, the paperwork was still was with the town. He met her in her driveway, and he stabbed her to death, this piece of and, shit. And in New Jersey, unfortunately, she would have had to keep that firearm inside her she, home she because the Second Amendment does not exist past your front door. Correct, correct. Right. So, so. She, so even if she would have gotten that firearm because of the dr- draconian laws in the state of New Jersey, she still would have been a, a victim. Pol- police officer of the year, David Foster, Newark, New Jersey, 10 years ago. Domestic violence. She finally left the guy. He got out of prison. She went to the police department. She goes, I'm afraid he's going to come to the house to kill me. He escorted her home. He walked around the entire house with her. She was scared shit. He goes in the bathroom. The boyfriend jumps out from behind the shower curtain, 
and starts firing. Shoots David Foster two times. Dave Foster shot him six times. He died. Foster lived. Remember Parade Magazine used to have Police Officer oh, yeah. of the Year on the yeah. cover? He was Police Officer of the Year. Got $10,000, got a cruise, had to retire after that because, you know, he lost a lot of bones and shit when he got shot. But, see, good guy with a gun. Yeah. Yesterday in New York in a subway, retired cop, 53 years old, 28 years on the job, had his five-shot revolver on him because <laughs> he can carry, and a guy went postal with a baseball bat on the subway threatening to bust people's heads open. This guy drew his gun out, held it at his side, extended his support hand, and tried to calm the guy down until the police came and locked him up because he was going to bust everybody's heads open. If he wasn't on that subway, what would have happened, right? Right. Right. I'm sorry, Doc. Go ahead. Hit it. No, that's good. I mean, that's very important information to know. Also, now we're talking uh, background checks. So, of course, Mm. the the Emergency Nurses Association endorses universal background checks. Um, Because they care. Right. And they're saying that, you know, 22% of firearms are, are done b- uh, without background <laughs> so checks. Where do they come up with that where? number? I know. You know, how would you know? Somewhere, right? Where? How would you know? Where? Yeah, I, I don't where, know. Where is this happening? It would be. A, it would probably be a, like a private sale, like in New yeah, Hampshire. Yeah, from yeah. A but you're not going to know that data. From a father to his son. Or right. nap, napping could I guess they, 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 they've done questionnaires, I guess, and others maybe 14%. But usually they're family members right. or friends, people you're you know. You're never going to yeah. know. Right, you're not going to know. You want to get to put it on so eBay? Anyway, are background check checks effective? No. no. Look what not. happened in Texas <laughs> all, with the church all, shooter. Right, well, all, was, all, was, the, all these uh, mass shooters right. have passed background checks, right. almost all Every of them. Every single one of if them. If not, they Charleston, killed, they killed people right. to get the guns <laughs> so they go kill other people. Right. Right, so, which so is what's happening on our streets. Political of correctness city. will also right. not allow background checks to work properly. Right, and and then right. here's another one. In 2017, the, the ATF referred 12,700 cases because you know for for uh, illegal Straw people purchases. trying to buy. Yes. Right. You know how many uh, got prosecuted? Three hundred. Three. Twelve. Twelve. I remember that day. Twelve right. cases. Not twelve hundred. No, twelve <laughs> cases. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. Count. One, two. So twelve cases are the ones that got prosecuted. I mean, they, they actually right. got prosecuted. Right. So, so what is, there is what no is negative. <laughs> you know, you can lie all you want on the forty-four seventy-three form, and nobody's going to come get you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. So, but in New I Jersey, you better not have a hollow point bullet in your range bag. You're going to prison for three years. Uh, absolutely right. So anyway, so they, they have these seven positions, and we've pretty much covered most of the, the stuff. Um, and so, you know, I don't question the dedication of emergency room nurses. Neither in, do in I. the care and treatment of patients touched by violence. However, the focus on the firearm is just completely... Absolutely. Completely it, it, it shouldn't even be it. there. They it, should have spackle bucket training. Right. How many kids die in a spackle bucket yeah. every year? Right. You know, and how about pool training? Yeah, right. Swimming pool training. And if we're going to focus our public health system on something, it's suicides. Yes, right. that's the thing that we right. need to concentrate on because that is probably effective. Right. Crime is not a disease. No. It's a it's it's no. a criminology a social problem. But and crime was made po- a, a politically a disease to yeah. get uh, public health funding back in the nineties. Actually, it was before that. It was in the 80s. I remember it. So the, it was all changed for politics. The right. stigma for me against mental health in this country right. is, is, is really horrible. And, and it's woefully underfunded, too. Yes. Yes. Trying to get a yes. psychiatrist, yes. 
to see a patient is very difficult. Yeah. Especially one that's underfunded or unfunded. Right. It's very difficult to get, get a psychiatrist to see patients. And in a state like New Jersey, people that need help won't go get it because they don't want to lose their guns. I, absolutely. And, I, and so I'm, that's I'm presented with that all the and time. And it's, it's not without precedent. No, yeah. it, it, I, I'm presented with it all the time. I'm going through a divorce and, you know, I, I'm feeling depressed and I, I need to talk to somebody, but I don't want to lose my guns. I'm like, well, first of all, your health is more important than your guns, to be honest with you. Right. So go get help and uh, these are the people you should talk to when I refer people monthly you know but it prevents people from getting the help that they need yeah guys like Johnny Pirelli correct you know, he's so so doc any anything else before we get into how to talk to my position yeah one, one other thing yes, that please. I want to talk about is you know John Lott published a study a couple of years ago about the geographic distribution of violence and, and murders and basically what he says is that in 2014, 54% of U.S. counties had zero murders, and 2% of counties had 51% of the murders. Think about that. 2% of mm -hmm. counties, 51% of murders. Yeah. And so even within those counties, there are smaller geographic areas wow. where the murders are concentrated. Right. And so really what we need to do is concentrate on those areas um, in uh, 1997, Project Exile. Anybody know about that? No. That was a, a thing that was done by um, the federal government, federal, federal prosecutors in conjunction with the Virginia Commonwealth prosecutors and Richmond Police Department were able to decrease violent crime by 40% because they went after the, the, the drug dealers and the criminals the and put them in guys? federal prison. Ooh. And so you mean they didn't go after the law-abiding citizens? No. They did oh the opposite? They did oh the opposite. God. That's weird. That's strange. So maybe if we put the violent criminals behind bars, the violent crime will go down. You hater. Wow. I Racist. know. Isn't that, isn't that something amazing? Rather than blaming the gun, mm. let's go after the criminal actor. So wow. we probably shouldn't blame a car with drunk driving, then, is what you're saying. Exactly right. We should blame yeah. the driver. No, that doesn't that's seem right. just way too over yeah, the top. doesn't seem right. Yep. So, Doc, before we run out of time, because Sandy don't shut up, uh, the the uh, how to talk to your doctor or any me medical health yeah. professional. Yeah, now in New Jersey. Okay, uh, especially with the red flag laws and everything. We need your tips. People need the resources where to go to. So please take over and, and give us it in detail because this is very important with the red flag laws starting especially. And also, do you agree with me? If someone is not feeling right, their health is more important than their gun ownership. Absolutely. And, and a, lot of, a lot of these things, especially the situational things, are temporary. Correct. Mm -hmm. And if you can get right. some supportive treatment, Right. You can deal with them and get past it. Now, you know, they, they may need to put their gun somewhere else. You yes, know? we have resources yeah, for that. There are resources yeah. To, yeah. To, so that or family can take control. Not in New Jersey. Well, I understand that. Yeah. Most, but most of the world, most yes. of the country, the, the rest the free, of the world. In the free world. In the free world. <laughs> family can, you know, and that's what used to happen. Yes. Family yes. members right. would... would Right. You know, Uncle Joe's feeling a little down because, you know, hold on Aunt to Jane just passed away right. after a long yeah. illness with cancer. Let's take his guns. Let's say, store, store them safely. But but the government makes everything right, better, so right. we let them handle exactly it. Exactly right. So um, DRGO actually has a, 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 has a resource. It's called What Do You Do When Your Doctor Asks You If You Own a Gun? And it's on drgo.us. It's a paper written by Tim Wheeler, who is the founder. And basically, the, the first thing is, there are times when it's appropriate to ask if somebody owns a gun. 
like this since what we were just talking about somebody who's depressed and male you know males over 50 who are depressed have a high rate of, of firearm suicide rate so we're not saying it's never appropriate but when you're coming in for your knee pain and they're asking you yeah, about whether right. you own guns and, and you know whether you store guns first of all these guys don't know anything about gun safety and gun storage and they're just parroting you know the paper the position paper of their organization right okay uh, and so um, certainly, it's it's. Can you lie? Yeah, you can lie. Is it recommended? Probably not. But you can say, you know, it's that's that's not germane to this to why I'm here. And let's get on to my knee, okay, right. or my back pain, or Bitch. my right. yeah. <laughs> okay. I always like to add well, that. And if they keep pressing you on that, and you say, look, um, this is not why we're here, and if you continue to to push this. Then uh, you know th- it's something called a bou- an ethical boundary violation. When an ethical boundary violation is um, using the position of a physician in the physician pa- patient relationship to push a political agenda or mm-hmm. some other thing that's not necessarily benefiting the patient. Right. Okay. Mm. And that's something that's serious. You can report them to the insurance company. You can uh, report them to the state medical board. Right. And so there are ways. There are ways of, uh, you know. And the other thing is, you can fire them as a sure. doctor. I mean, you can say, "Doctor, we're done." Um, you know, I don't appreciate you. This is none of your business. Yeah, a lot of people in Texas they say it's. Uh, what I'm going to tell them? None ya. None ya business. <laughs> yeah, none, none ya business. <laughs> Get out of here. You know. And so you can you can you know end the physician pa- patient relationship. Now there are people who are stuck in insurance plans right. and stuff like that that they right. can't do that. Right. And so they're they're kind of they're kind of stuck a little bit. Um, also, David Codria, uh, great guy. Yeah, a great guy, and uh, a, a, a now deceased sheriff from Los Angeles County came up with a with a, a paper that that talked about you know uh, the the physician I certify that I've had you know this yeah, kind of training yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, in firearm safety yeah. and blah blah blah. I spread blah. that around. Yeah, yeah. Or I know absolutely nothing about what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm giving you this advice a- anyway, and then you ask him, "Well, does your does your insurance company uh, know that you're practicing outside of your scope of medical practice? And if if I sue you because I follow your advice and I'm harmed by it, are you going to be covered?" Right. Guys, That's a really nice boat you got out this, there. This was an enlightening show, and you should spread this to all of your friends and family that are listening on how to, especially the the, the final segment on yeah. how to deal with this. But uh, drgo.us, drgo.us, and the resources there. I want to thank Dr. John Adine to come coming all the way out from San Antonio, mind you. Okay, and uh, I also want to thank. Uh, the defrocked uh, Dr. Sandy Berardi <laughs> for co-hosting this week, okay? Uh, thank you so much for being here. Go soak your nose. What are you doing? Oh, I'm Dead answering a, a text. So we now? have Urban Precision Rifle. We have Multi-State CCW, Holster Draw, Urban Pistol 1. Want to become an NRA instructor September 5th, 6th, 14th. 28th, 27th, we're offering RSO, basic instructor training, pistol instructor, rifle instructor, shotgun instructor. Support those who support you. Check out drgo.us and support them. Go on to Gun for Hire on everything. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Google, Yelp, five-star reviews. Let's go. I need your support here. I'm dying in here. (laughs) Doc, thank you. 
Any last words, please? Yeah, also we have a matching service for patients and physicians. It's called 2adoc.com. Yeah. Take play. a look at that, too. Great resource. And it's free. Two-a-doc.com. Two-a-doc.com. Check it out, you cheap bastards. It's free. (laughs) Well, I'm done. Looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a kinetic media production. The music used in this podcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. John, thank you so, so much for coming in. And spreading the news. My pleasure. DRGO.us. If you're a healthcare professional, do it. 